Kira is here, but she is muted. She was briefly on camera. There she is. There she is. That's cool. How much background is here? Not really? Uh, <laughs> enough that uh, you, it more like makes you kind of cut out every now and then. That's all. Rest in peace. <laughs> I'm watching the soccer game. Raul Ruiz Diaz just got a yellow card for attempting <laughs> to score a goal with his hand. <laughs> he jumped up to to head it in and just didn't have enough height, and so he just put his hand up and just hit the ball in. <laughs> yeah, might as well. Well, no, I mean we have cameras. Is like. that our is that our segue? Our segue into into sports, you say? Oh no, he didn't even try to hit it with his head. He just jumped and just just spiked Spike it in. Shit. Oh Jesus! <laughs> Hold on, I got this. Wait, push. Oh man, that's hilarious. He's just he's just laughing now. <laughs> okay, if my phone dies, it's not my fault. Whose fault would it be? Definitely mix. God damn it, Mick! <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Completely Unprepared Podcast. My name is David. I'm Mbappe. Wop wop. Doobity bop. Chumi da wa do wa. Yeah, yeah. And go! <laughs> and I'm at a barbecue place. <laughs> oh, thank you for that. <laughs> oh, man. My apologies for not being as readily available. I completely forgot, as is tradition, and I am now at a barbecue restaurant. As is tradition. What's, uh, what's on the menu tonight? It's hot. Well, this is this is not so much hot as it is like hard. The regular shit I can like, have. This the, is... the, 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 the fire shit. I got a cheeseburger. Y'all are weak. Just saying. <sighs> that uh, weekend song stuck in my head too. What weekend song? Uh, oh, the one that they were doing. Yeah. Yeah, the one who's just singing. Yep. Yep. I don't know. You, you said weak and took me off it. Yeah. Um, Blinding lights. Yes, right? that is the right song. I always get that confused with um, Rihanna and Kanye's song. Is it Rihanna? I think it is. All of the lights. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, no. Flashing lights. But all of the lights was the Rihanna and Kanye one. Yeah. So I was all kinds of wrong. <laughs> Which one is flashing lights? I'm sure I know it, but flashing lights. Oh, yep. That's that's Kanye and somebody else. Yeah, not not Rihanna. But um, Rihanna is the All of the Lights one. Although, you know who yeah. else is in All of the Lights? Who? Elton John. Really? Yeah, he's the one who goes. Really? Flashing. Yeah, hold Lies. on. That doesn't sound right, but it's just weird enough that I believe it. He also has a really weird relationship with Eminem, where. Uh, like when right before Eminem wrote um, "Recovery," Al wrote "Recovery." Uh, he actually uh, 
spent a month at Elton John's house detoxing. Uh, like Elton John was the one who supported him and got him clean. And to thank Elton, uh, he got Elton and Elton's husband matching wiener rings. So. <laughs> I, I feel like you've told I me that before works. and I still laugh every time when I hear it. I, right? That's oh. some weird shit. <laughs> all right. All of the lights uh, <clears throat> produced by West features additional vocals from several other recording artists, including Drake, John Legend, The Dream, Alicia Keys, Fergie, Kid Cudi, Elton John, Ryan Leslie, Charlie Wilson, Tony Williams, LaRue, Alvin Fields, Ken Lewis, and most notably, Rihanna. Um, the part that I said was him actually wasn't him. And I realized it no, as I was saying it. Kid because, Cudi. Yeah, I realized it as I was saying it because I was yeah. bleeping out the N word. I was like, so that wasn't Elton John. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say that makes but, more sense. But I have to it remember, sounds like Kid Cudi. But now I have to figure out which one was him. So, huh. uh, da, 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 da. I once found it where it, it like had he, the lyrics he, he, side the, by he's side. He's the one that goes. He's the one that goes. Um, Turn out the lights in here, baby. Yep. yep Extra bright. I it. want y'all to see them. That's Elton John, right? That's got. Um, oh no, he, nope, he does nope. the part. It's uh, he, no, he does the part where it goes. I remember when Rock was young. <laughs> me and Kanye had so much fun. <laughs> it looks like he was at the very end. It's him and Alicia Keys going, "Whoa, whoa!" I tried to tell you, but all I could say was, "Oh." I don't. Oh. I don't even remember that part of the song, and I've. It's just been a long time. It is the extended version. Interesting. He also does the best version of Stan alongside Eminem. Yeah, yeah. They do the the live performance. Yeah, that live one was pretty great. He goes and he goes so like weirdly strong inflection with it. My tea's gone cold. I'm wondering why. <laughs> Got out of bed at all. Well, it also like, like God damn, calm down, dude. The 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 whole like LGBT community like kind of got turned upside down because they were in the process of criticizing Eminem for a lot of his lyrics, and then he comes out and does something with Elton John, and people are like, um, what what what? <laughs> what do we do now? Eminem has always been weirdly like this, you know, such a homophobic uh, sect of the world. <laughs> He was always surprisingly uh, supportive, at least from what I could tell. Well, like, he, um, what he, is it? Real, real Slim Shady. You know, he does. Uh, uh, but if we can hunt dead animals and an and antelopes, and there's no reason that a man and another man can't elope. Yep. <clears throat> yep. He, uh, I think, you know, outside of the fact that maybe he just has different views, I think partially being kind of an outsider to something kind of mm. makes you more predisposed to to recognize the the plights of other outsiders oh <clears throat> Ooh, handball handball pk come on seattle let's go <laughs> come on 86th minute can we win this thing goal sound is so hold on what happens here he's falling down he takes it off the chest and pff, that's not a handball. That's off. I mean, if there's another angle, maybe. But welcome to the completely unprepared podcast, where you get to listen to me live analyze the uh, Sounders game. That's not a handball. 
Oh, that's not a handball. Speaking of soccer, I did watch a soccer game today, and it was very good, and I'd like to hear all of your wonderful hot takes on it. Yeah. Uh, I watched France versus Portugal, and I thought that was some of the best soccer I've ever seen. So for the first 80 to 85 minutes, it absolutely was. Okay. And then both teams realized that uh, a draw meant that they would go through, and both teams just basically stopped trying. Um, Okay. Oh, that is a horrible (laughs) call. They're giving the PK. That's horrible. Oof. Oh, no. I mean, I'm just sure, like, the... Um, who is it that got two goals in three three minutes of gameplay for France? Uh, I, th- I thought different people scored. Uh, oh, no, 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 no. Uh, you're right, you're right, you're right. Um, I was thinking of somebody else. Uh, Kareem Benzema. Hmm. So yeah. really interesting, Both of those actually. Were gorgeous. So the, mm-hmm. the the Kareem Benzema thing is actually really interesting. I don't know all of the details on it, but Benzema, through some kind of controversy, was basically exiled from the French team like six years ago, and uh, this is the first tournament that he's come back and played for them. Um, and he's like in the late play. stages of his career. Like they totally could have just let him go and not made a big deal out of it, but they brought him back in and. Yeah, he's been starting and he's been phenomenal. Especially they brought him back in after he's had what has been basically an eighteen month run of really, really good performances. That's that's why. <laughs> yeah, well, but the thing is, I'm saying really, really good performances. They weren't that much better than some of the other options that they had. Um, okay. <clears throat> you know, Olivier Giroud is a great option up top. He just doesn't have quite the dynamic playmaking ability that Benzema has. Giroud is much better coming off the bench. Or Oh, and that's disrespectful. That is disrespectful with the Penanka. Uh, the Penanka PK is where you <laughs> run up to it and you just slowly scoop it and hit it straight down the center. Like rather mm. than actually picking a side or even hitting it with pace, you just, you just basically let the goalkeeper dive one way and he just misses it because he moved. That's yeah. just disrespectful on a goal that you shouldn't have had the pk for but anyways um oh we lost we lost gear um um yeah i mean that was what we were talking about when when we were talking about which teams we thought were going to win it i thought that after a semi-final run uh to the world cup um or uh, a run to the world cup semifinals. Uh, and bringing in a bunch of young talent that I think made the team better in just on paper than they were last uh, in the last competitive tournament, I thought that the English team was the most dangerous team. Um, and what we're seeing now is that Gareth Southgate is, got them to the top of their to the top of their uh, their group. Mm-hmm. But they don't look dangerous. They don't look like they're gonna. Uh, I mean, they they look primed to be upset, quite frankly. Um, so I, I missed there. Um, Kane hasn't looked great. Uh, he's doing weird things like not playing Sancho, not playing Grealish as much as he should. It's weird. But back to your thing with with Spain and Portugal, because that that was the interesting thing today. Um, really thought that it was a it was a pretty fair result. The two two draw. Um, yeah, it could have it really could have gone either way at, at multiple moments there. But um, I, I think both teams, both teams attacked well. Um, P- 
Portugal struggled in the defense, and I think it's I think it's going to come back to haunt them um, as they move forward in the tournament. Like I don't think that Portugal is going to have what it takes to put it all together, and it's because of their outside defenders. Both of their central defensive players are are fantastic. Varane's currently looks like he might be making a move to either PSG or Manchester United, um, and Ruben Diaz just won Player of the Season in the Premier League. Um, both super stout guys, but when those outside players are not up to par, they have to move out of position basically in order to support them. And it leaves mm. this opening through the middle, um, which is why you saw Benzema looking so dangerous through that through that central area and, and even uh, Antoine Griezmann at times running off, run, you know, coming off the side and making those lateral runs. Yeah. I like that we have a... <clears throat> Ruby Diaz and a Ruben Diaz. <laughs> um, that shit cracks me up. Yeah, well, the names, the names on that's one of the fun things about you know international soccer is you get some fun collections of names. Yeah. Such as uh, the the Portuguese defender, uh, or no, maybe he's Belgian. Uh, I think he's Portuguese, but uh, Denier. <laughs> yeah, that's what, good. Great, great name for a central back. Fantastic. I think the most the the one that bothers me the most is uh, in the LPGA. They've had so many players named Jungong Lee that the current one is literally they they literally call her Lee Six because <laughs> she's the sixth one on the leaderboards. She's Lee Six. That's. You couldn't do like Lee comma something or I, I don't know. I guess not. And I don't, I don't have a better answer. That's what pisses me off more. Cause like, <laughs> it's just not addressed. Ha- I don't think she has like a middle name. I, I don't know. So she goes by Lee six and like her, she has a fan club. I forget the name of it. Um, which it, it had a great name, which was, uh, Running through the oh six. the lucky the lucky six oh okay but yeah man I'd just be I'd be real upset if I were her. Yeah, that's fun yeah uh, soccer soccer is always fun yeah it seems yeah um, this, this seems like a really good cool, cool tournament I'm really enjoying it I'm I'm definitely rooting for France the I, the only I, because... I know they're the favorite but. Yeah, we haven't had. I mean, England's who I would still root for, but at this point, they, they're not. It's not going to happen. But uh, mm-hmm. the only other thing that I would that I would touch on um, with the Euros because we 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 just missed the whole group stage because I was busy and so we couldn't record. Well, it was Father's Day, right? So my dad was I, busy. <laughs> well, I I went I wouldn't have been here either. I was, yeah, um, you just called out first. But I we missed that one and the one before because of the recording issues and stuff. So. Oh yeah. Um, which I got it. I got it solved. We're doing great. Um, the the Christian Eriksen thing. So we talked about yeah. it a little bit over text about what was going on there and stuff. Um, more information has come out, and basically they told the, the my understanding of what happened there is basically because we're not going to hash out the whole thing. Everybody knows what happened at this point. Um, but the fact that they basically told the team, you can finish the game now, or you can finish the game tomorrow morning. Mm-hmm. And those are your only two options. 
yeah is pretty ridiculous when like it seems like you could have especially because we now have a, a gap like we just had games on wednesday and then our next series of games are on saturday mm-hmm. seems like there's two perfectly good days for you to have played half of a soccer game I don't I don't really understand. And now maybe maybe somebody from UEFA could come out and be like, hey, here's the logistical reasons for why that wasn't possible, why it needed to be these two days. But it yeah. it seems like that's not the case. And somebody has pointed out if there is a covid issue that postpones a game, they're allowed mm-hmm. to postpone that game for up to 48 hours. Mm-hmm. So why would that be longer than somebody literally as he left they didn't know if he was alive or not like, well, like they knew that he was they knew he was alive I, but they didn't know if he was going to be stable or what else the covid one is because of a spreader the possibility of a spreading event sure where his heart problem is not going to spread to others but yeah i don't know that's a hard one because is there ever a good time when you have a player that die or could have died i don't know I yeah. there you're right. There isn't a good time. Uh, yeah. It seems like there are worse times though. Yeah, I, I can give you that. Hmm. So there was one other one where somebody came out and said that they were told that they could get a uh, basically you could if you choose not to do one of these two things, then you lose the game three zero and multiple people, including the team's coach, said no, no, no. That's that's not true. So, but it, that one was like why it was one of the one of the players' dads who who is a well known soccer player. Uh, uh, Peter Schmeichel was the one who said that. And uh, Michael Schmeichel. That sounds made up. That sounds so made up. I know, right? It sounds like a it sounds like a name you'd put on your fake ID. Yeah. What's your name, Michael? Michael who? Michael Schmeichel. How, how about this? <laughs> His kid's name is Casper. Oh. Casper Schmeichel. That's bad. Yeah. Um, so yeah, not a great look. I I feel, um, but I I could be convinced. I guess that hey, there actually were no good options here, and and this is what we had to go with. Um, I, I think it's kind of on, and I think UEFA has has a bit of a responsibility. And if I've missed, if they've come out and said something and I've missed it, then that's my bad. Um, but I haven't, I haven't seen any official correspondence from them to say like, Hey, here's the, here, here was the decision process and here's the, what we had to weigh. Um, and I think, I think it's their responsibility to, to make sure that that is out there. So again, we don't have to go over it too much because, uh, it was horrifying and everybody has pretty much seen it by now. Um, or at least heard about it. Um, and grandstanded about it. Oh, oh yes. N- never, never let a good tragedy get a waste. Hey guys, <clears throat> something terrible happened today. Look at me. I care yeah. about it. Shut the fuck up. It's so amazing that they stood around him. What the fuck else were they going to do? Yeah. Watch? I don't know. It yeah. seems like a logical thing to do. So the standing around him one, like the people who were going on and on about that. Yeah. I'm sorry. You, you people just didn't play like outdoor sports probably Mm -hmm. because we've been at soccer games where somebody had to pee before the game and we stood around him in the same way so that he could pee on the other team's field. Like (laughs) 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 this shit is so common, but 
oh, the how despicable for the cameras for keeping on. What are they gonna do? Like you yeah. cut away and you're still in the same boat. Like it's not like they were sitting there like <clears throat> running a cameraman in there, but like people wanted to know. And yeah, you're right. There was a ring of guys around him, so they filmed the ring of guys around him. Yeah, yeah. Well, and <clears throat> I don't it know. It wasn't like you were sitting there watching live footage of some dude getting defibbed. Yeah, that might be a little bit much. Well, you could. But see there was a the, ring around him. Yeah, you could see it through the through the ring. But I get I get your point 100. Um, percent I don't know. I, I actually have kind of gone back and forth on that too, though, because on one argument, it's you shouldn't. You know, camera should be going away and letting them deal with this health crisis. But on the other hand, if I'm a viewer and I think I just watched somebody die, there's some level of of uh, I wouldn't say right, but there's a reasonable expectation I would have as a viewer that like I want to know what's going on right now. And again, I, I think if there wasn't a ring around him, they probably would have pulled the camera. You know, after a few, like, oh, shit, we need to pull the camera. But that ring got around him so fast that it was like, okay, we're filming the ring at this point. Yeah. And they're just like, yeah, behind there, you know, this is what's happening. We hope it's all right. I don't know. Yeah. I just feel like people wanted to grandstand. It's like, dude, if you want to grandstand, go get a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Trust us. It's easy. Yeah. Nope. Then nope. you can grandstand all you want. <laughs> you can sit here and use this exact tone that I'm using right now. <laughs> <laughs> Look, do as I say, not as I do. That's all I'm asking. <laughs> and don't hold any of it against me. <laughs> I am above judgment because I have a podcast. <laughs> listen, listen. If we say anything on here ever that somebody takes issue with, we'll just direct them to Jack's Films' apology video. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry for dabbing at the tomb of the fallen soldier. <laughs> <laughs> so good uh yeah so moving off of soccer um i know we've got uh we're, we're squarely in the middle of nba playoffs um not nothing happened until now definitely is nothing about blazers <laughs> to talk about um although i did let's see talk, let's talk about that fucking suns finish last night holy shit yeah oh my god i was sitting there like the whole time with like 15 seconds left before even that even got into play. I was like, ah, I don't see any way the Suns are going to get back into this. And then they get the ball out of bounds with nine seconds. And I was like, yeah, they're done. There's nothing they get. Holy shit. <laughs> what just happened? <laughs> no, no. That point, was point the best seconds. inbounding. Yeah. Oh, point nine. You're right. Yep. <clears throat> that was the best inbounding I have ever seen. And even after that, the fucking Clippers still almost had a shot at the end. Yep. With, Point if nine. if the Clippers had a timeout, it would have been a lot more interesting at the end there. Yeah. Yeah. No, that was a that was a wild finish. Kudos to the Suns. And uh, demerits to Paul George for missing two free throws. <laughs> yeah. Playoff P. It's crazy to me that you know no matter what happens. One of these four players is going to have an NBA title at the end of the season. Chris Paul, Paul George, uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo, and uh, Trey Young. One of those four guys will have a ring, which is crazy to think. The, I guess the least exciting one is Trey Young. but uh, Which is also then, the think, one I'm rooting for. <laughs> same. I, I, 
I, I, I like all those teams, and wh- whoever wins, I'll be happy for them. Yeah. I, I think the one I like the most right now is the Hawks, just because I like how fucking gritty, especially Trey Young, but the rest of them, that whole team is. Uh, and the one I like the least is the Suns, and uh, nothing against the Suns. I just don't think they're that interesting. Yeah. But if they want, I'd be like, oh, fuck yeah. Congratulations to the Suns for finally punching through. Devin they Booker. Really Devin Booker looks like somebody made him in like the create a player on NBA. <laughs> yeah, <2K>. exactly. <laughs> Your most exciting guy is Chris Paul. Chris <laughs> Paul is the most boring person. Why is he a State Farm fucking person? Like, yeah, you know what? We need the Suns to lose just so that we don't have to endure all of those new State Farm commercials. Oh, that's so bad. Where he's suddenly he's, a champion. He's so boring. And why? So. He's like no charisma for a commercial. Like, I don't understand why they picked him. Yeah, the whole the whole breaking the fourth wall thing that they did with him where now he knows he's in a commercial. Like, oh, yeah, not a fan of that. And then they just said, hey, this is a great opportunity for us to bring Sabrina into this. Yeah. I don't really understand why she's doing commercials with him. Because they're just like, hey, this is a popular woman athlete. We can score off of this. Yeah, but like give her her own (laughs) thing then. They're know. not that crazy. <laughs> yeah, know. no, uh, no, I right there with you. I just, I, I think they actually have been getting really boring personalities. Per, Patrick Mahomes, I, you know, I love him as a player, but man, is he milk toast in front of a camera? Aaron Rodgers is the most boring person ever. Even when he's happy, he looks bored. Why? Why? The most fun that they ever had was when they had Clay Matthews singing Nelly Furtado. I'm like a bird. Yeah. <laughs> like, dude, that's hilarious. You know who we should have got? And, and I think this only from his, uh, from his various podcasts uh, that he's been on uh, mm. since retiring is I feel like, I feel like the uh, – oh, shit, now I'm about to see his name. Uh, Chris Long, I feel like there was a missed opportunity there. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I just don't think he's famous enough. No, 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 he's not. That's what yeah. happens when you play on a shitty Rams team. But yeah. I feel like there could have been something there. Um, the the other one, or the question that that brings up, the, the Sabrina thing, is she American? Yeah, isn't she not? I don't know now. I, I, and I, I don't... Let me, let me think very hard about it. Uh, don't, you know, ignore the... Yeah, she's uh oh, you know what? She's from Walnut Creek, California, born December 6, 1997, age 23. 1997. 5 no. foot 11. <laughs> Her parents are Dan INSQ and Liliana Blage. She's 5 years younger than me. Uh yes. Jesus. Um because the the roster came out for the for the women's Olympic team and and she wasn't on it and I I don't know I oh, I don't follow WNBA but I had thought that she was one of the better players. Oh yeah, she's uh one of only nine players in history to put up a triple double. Yeah, so I don't know. I, maybe there's an injury thing. Maybe she opted out. I don't, I don't know. But uh, I was surprised not to see her as as somebody who just is a passive fan of hers. Same. I mean, she's. One of the few that's a, a household name in the NBA or WNBA, I believe. Yep. Yeah, I didn't know anybody else on the name other than or on the team other than Sue Bird and Brittany Griner. Yep. And I think most people wouldn't know Brittany Griner, and most people might not know uh, Sue Bird. 
I think they might to be re- fair. they might remember Brittany Griner if you said the name because they'd be like, isn't that that girl that Mark Cuban was saying that he was going to bring in for a workout and everybody in the NBA was like, huh, no. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, no, the NBA has been really fun. Um, I'm really looking forward to the uh, finals there. I think the Nets and the uh, Bucks game seven was one of the best games I've ever seen. Yeah, the whole second half, there nobody had a, more than a five point lead. It was wild. Yeah, and Both that's that's one of the up. big the big downfalls for me. For I just with so many sports going on, I was like, okay, I'm gonna start paying attention to this stuff in the conference finals. I just I don't have time for everything. And even then, I yeah. I missed I've missed all of the conference finals so far, with the exception of the end of that Phoenix game because we were on Discord at the time. Yeah. Um. No. Yeah. So. Here's the here's the heartbreaker. K- KD was an inch away, yeah, from uh, from going to the conference championship because at, basically at the, as the buzzer expired, down two, he steps out of the uh, three point line, drains what should have been a three, but his toes are right on the line. And I I don't think there's any controversy. I haven't heard any, but it looked very straightforward to me yep. that that was his. He there was clearly a two inch away and he wins but then he forces overtime his team misses three wide open threes in overtime i know then, how that goes <laughs> uh yeah <laughs> they're down they're down two he steps out tries to make the game winning shot i think he actually tried he tried to throw an elbow and get a draw a foul uh because that last shot did not look like an actual shot it could have just been fatigue because he'd been out there for most of the game but yeah it didn't look uh, it looked more to me like he was trying to pull the foul, which is what a good player does, but yeah. didn't get it. Holiday played it clean, and that's all she wrote. Bucks are now in the conference finals, down 1-0. I think the East is the better, is considerably better than, uh, this year than the West. I don't believe in either of those teams winning, uh, especially against the Bucks. I think the Bucks least, are a better team. Than at, the, say at least at the top, uh, at the top. Like if yeah. you looked at the Bucks and the Nets versus the the two best West teams, then then yeah, I would agree. But I think if you yeah, that's at, all I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking about which which one has viable contenders. I think the East is was far it was far more stacked um, than the West was going into the playoffs. It's also pretty clear though that if Kyrie and and Harden don't get hurt like going into the playoffs people are like oh they haven't really played a whole lot together is this gonna work and it's like oh yeah no it's actually gonna work totally fine (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's a it's a matchup nightmare (laughs) I think the Clippers would be cleaning up with the Suns right now if uh Kawhi was in yeah yeah it's uh and even if Kawhi and and Chris Paul were both in yeah 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 Chris Paul's supposed to make his return, though. I think uh, tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. They said he's probable. I think was the headline I saw. Yeah, but even when Chris Paul's in, I don't feel like his presence is that dominant. It's good, but it's just, especially it's not the Chris Paul of old. Yeah, he's a good facilitator, and he's smart. He's smart mm-hmm. later on in the game. Like he's he's mm-hmm. got enough experience that he's not going to make you know very yeah. many like like mental errors that other players might make in situations like that. Um, but those are really 
you know, when you balance that with the his decreased physical abilities at this at this point in his career, um, it becomes more marginal, I think. Yeah. Um, I mean, like he's what like an eleven time All Star or something. He's obviously very good. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not crazy and being like Chris Paul sucks. I just. Right. I don't know. I think when. And, and still, Kawhi probably... steps on a court. You know that he's gonna go out there and ball to to, to take the W. Yeah. Uh, Harden, Kyrie, LeBron, uh, fucking Curry, obviously. The, when you say that this guy's the, those guys are stepping on the court, you're like, oh shit, say, wrecking say, ball is coming through. Say, say Damien. Look out. Say, say Damien. Say, say Damien. <laughs> da- Dame. Dame is the greatest. <laughs> I'm just I'm just going through them. Dame definitely. Dame's problem is not. Dame's problem is not how Dame plays. Dame's problem is how the rest of his fucking team plays. Yep. If you switched Dame for a Tentacumpo, he'd be fucking murdering it with the Bucks. Yeah. Uh, and a Tentacumpo. Although they, like, they, can I get a help? They'd need a little bit more size at that point, but yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> they uh, yeah. the suggestion that I that I saw on a on a headline, you know, in the. So Philly gets knocked out with these horrific. Did you see what happened with that Philly and Atlanta series? Uh, yeah, dude. I, What's I, his name? Was a fucking pussy. Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons. Yeah. What the fuck? In like three or four games, he had like seven attempts. Yeah, not good. It was ridiculously bad. So the when that that whole series fell apart and and they finally got pushed off of uh out of the playoffs uh then everybody starts doing the overreaction olympics and uh going there's no way that ben simmons can return to this team he's got to go and it's like well he's still one of the better players in the league you just got to figure out what the hell just happened there um and they immediately suggested or somebody did i, I it, it was an espn headline so i can't remember who it was probably Stephen a smith Suggested that uh, Ben Simmons be traded for CJ McCollum, and I was like, "Oh, okay, yeah, <laughs> let's do let's do that." <laughs> I think I don't know, man. I, I don't know why the, the Sixers most, would do that, but sure, let's do it. <laughs> that was some of the most pussy playing I've ever seen. Here, here's the actual numbers: in the second halves of games four, five, six, and seven, he combined. For nine points on two of five shooting in 64 minutes. God. You are an all-star player. There is no excuse. Let's let's ignore the efficiency rate, first of all. Five attempts. Yeah, that's that's not enough. 64 minutes in four games, and you have five attempts. Did you see his the shot that he passed out to uh, Tybal? He's got a clear shot at the rim, like he's going in, and don't know fucking know why he passes up a perfect shot, passes to Tybal, and Tybal's sitting there like, obviously very confused. Here, I'll send him the, uh, and he misses a shot. Those are that was some of the worst nerves I've ever seen. Cleared out for him. I mean, his way in. Benzo Gallinari gives it up. Oh, he was right there. Ben and Simmons was just so in his to the own basket. Way. Yeah, yeah, he's he's going up right there, like literally just go up, left hand, 
and you can put it in there, or you can go under and go with your right hand there. And even Trey Young is moving away from you. He's he is not contesting that. He comes in and then you toss it out. He's already moving away as you throw it. Yeah, it was just it was just some very scared playing. Um, I think he struggled in Game Four. That it got in his head, and he let it transfer over to five, six, and seven, and it just became this viral. But I don't know. If I was Sixers, I would move on. Honestly. Sure. If you can get if you can get something decent for him, you you, you get rid of him. Like if you let somebody, yeah. like he's a good enough asset that you should be able to get something good back for him. But like mm-hmm. if they trade him for like Kristaps Porzingis and a you know a first round pick. Like yeah, that I don't think that's I don't think that is getting any kind of value. If they yeah. trade him for again, if you just trade him just for CJ, I will be ecstatic. Yeah, it might work. You guys just need somebody who's unselfish that'll move the ball up and down the court. Which is literally what he does, <laughs> as we just saw right there. <laughs> yeah, no, no, for real. The big reason that I would actually want him on the Blazers team is the Blazers are horrendous at defense. Uh, and, yeah. and he's one of the better defensive players in the league. Yeah. So. <clears throat> no, you know, you guys, you guys need what you won't be able to get. You need Draymond Green. Yeah. Guy that fucking hustles. Guy that plays both sides of the ball. Doesn't need to, but, he, but he's more defensively minded than he is offensively minded. And the... Uh, He'll get the ball to your star, which is shown time and time again. And right now they have, they have the presence of a guy like Dame in their practices. And then the mm-hmm. next closest I feel like is Carmelo, who at this point in his career is not really worth mentioning in that kind of a light. You put Draymond and, and Damien in practice. And I think it totally changes the way you practice. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I, I don't think you'll be able to get Draymond specifically. No, you need no. a Draymond. You need a Draymond. Yeah, no, I, I, t- I totally get what you're saying. Yeah, that, that's the kind of player you guys are looking for. Get somebody you like, have... you know, you know, it'd be fun. And th- I don't mm-hmm. think this would work at all. But you know, it would be funny. <laughs> it would be if they uh, if they brought in Jimmy Butler. Oh, yeah, dude. That's the guy to whip that team into fucking shape. I mean, I mean, it's it's got chaos written all over it because every team he goes to ends up being chaotic. But. Ends, man. Yeah. <laughs> Jimmy Butler would be would love that team. Yeah. The only thing that I would worry about with Jimmy Butler is uh, he'd kill Anthony Simons. <laughs> good, good. Wait, why do I want to? No, no. I mean, out, after cla- after after practice, like actually yeah. kill him. See, that's something that always bothered me. Like when so when he was on the T Wolves, uh, he went into practice that one day pulled all the backups off the bench and he played against the starters and he beat the crap out of them. And everybody was so mad at him for it. And I was like, yep. he's teaching, he's telling them something very important. Yep. They, they are so undisciplined that they need, that they can get beaten by the backup squad. Why are they starters? If they can get beaten by Jimmy Butler and the backups. Yeah, and then and then he goes away, and then we see what happens to the Timberwolves, and we're like, hey, he might have been onto something here, guys. Exactly. Like, yeah. why are we... There's this weird thing that people get where they're like, 
oh, well, he was mean to his teammates here. He shouldn't have done that. They're professional fucking athletes. You know what? It's I think I think a large part of it is is when people look at uh, professional athletes, they see it under their own prism a lot. Um, oh yeah. And so they're thinking of it from if they had been on that team. I experienced it at work when uh, when the U.S. women's team was murdering Thailand, uh, like yeah. they, like it beat them like thirteen zero or something like that in the World Cup. And I'm sitting there like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Let's go. And just, like, yeah. stoked. And people in the office were not agreeing. Like, one of them was like, okay, you you, you have to stop now. Like you And I was like, no way. And we just completely divided opinions on this. And I was like, okay, well, you've, you've never played competitively. And I mm-hmm. really haven't either. I played varsity sports. That's not the same as professional at all. But I promise you, in varsity sports, we got beat 11-0 in one of our games, and we didn't blame the other team. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Only people that run, people care that run about running up the score are people who don't play sports. Honestly, yeah. like because because you just said you it's objective and it's not personal. But people for some reason treat it personal. I've always found that um, I see it a lot in tennis, especially because uh, you have a lot of hoity-toity people that they don't. People don't understand the like competitiveness without being shitty. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of like athletes go into corporate world and they do well, but they never do anything competitive personally because they know it's not what it's about. Where I mean, some do. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm generalizing, obviously. Yeah. Uh, but I think a lot of people who do well in business world and then go into sports are used to doing the like skeevy scheming version of competition to get up where they are. Right. They assume that that's how it goes and everything else is like, no, in sports, that's just even. Yep. Someone beats the crap out of you. And you know, you say like, Hey, let's play again. I need to figure out how you do that. <laughs> that's why we get so annoyed when people cheat. Yeah. Like, okay. You, you just broke the agreement, the objective agreement we had here that we were all playing by the same rules. Yeah. Now I understand trying to trying to use the rules to your advantage that's different but blatantly cheating is like the, the, pretty much every competitor looks at those things and there's levels to it of course oh, yeah. but we'll look at it and be like no you shouldn't do that yeah it's interesting i'm uh, i'm so i just registered for uh to coach a soccer team in the fall that's so dope um, that's awesome Anywhere, so it's going to be anywhere from sixth to eighth grade boys, and I, I don't know what I'll be assigned. And so I've been thinking about some of this stuff, and and I think in this case it's rec, right? And and yeah. my idea on it is it's supposed to be fun, but some of these kids are are doing this uh, mm-hmm. because they can't afford the select teams. Yeah. So this league costs like 75 bucks a kid. The select teams costs over a thousand, right? You know, what the, you know, what the fun part of sports is yeah, winning. Yes, exactly. Winning is the fun part. So, so as I've thought <laughs> through it, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think like some of these kids, like my, my appeal to these kids is, is two, threefold. Basically. Mm-hmm. Um, we want to have fun. That's why we're out here. Winning is really fun. So mm-hmm. let's get good. And for those of you who maybe you're not, maybe you were struggling, maybe whatever, do you want to play on a varsity team? Because I can help you get there. 
If you have mm-hmm. any sort of skills at sixth, seventh, eighth grade, we can get you set on the path to be able to to you know be a bench player as a senior at the worst. Like I I truly believe that any of these kids, as long as they actually tried, could be a bench player as a senior. That's really not as hard as it as it maybe anybody who hasn't played varsity sports might think it is. Fine, especially at the high school level, it's it's not a matter of what you're built with; it's what you do. You know, to to be to able to be able to get there in the first place. Yeah, you know? like you can you can play any sport in high school at the top level if you put in the time and effort. You're not going to be the best if you're not physically there. If you're five foot two and you want to play basketball, sure, we'll get you in from time to time. You're not my starting lineup, yep. but you can get on the varsity team, one hundred percent. But so as I also look at with from the competitive side of it, right, we're doing a rec league. And one of the things that the organizer told me as I was getting as I was registering for it was they were having trouble because some of these clubs or some of the other teams would have their what would be their select team would join Mm -hmm. up in these leagues because they didn't want to pay the select fees. And then they just destroy the league because these are players who should be off playing in a a competitive league. Um, And so my kind of thought was it was, well, so what if we had a team? What if what if my team was good enough that they were just dominating a team? You know, we're mm-hmm. up, we're up 5-0 and we're 3 quarters of the way through the game. Rec seems like the right place to not tell them don't score anymore, but to decide like hey, you who usually play forward, you play defense now. You mm-hmm. who usually plays defense, you play forward now. Let's yeah. get some extra experience in here. And if you end up leaving the game, you know, tied 5-5 because yeah. you were winning 5-0, but I switched it up on you and you didn't, I think that's a lesson. I think like, that's yeah. – you got some you got some extra experience in different spots and you're going to be able to come back around and, 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 you know, address it in the upcoming weeks. You're all probably going to be pissed at me, but <laughs> Come. Rec, I feel like, is the right place to do that. So as we're talking about people with this competitiveness and, and not understanding it, like there is a difference between a recreational, we're just out here to play, versus professional and competitive uh, uh, avenues. And, and balancing that, I think, hopefully I have the problem where I end up with a good enough team that I have to think about it more. <laughs> oh, yeah. If, uh, if I was in Portland, I'd come... Uh be your assistant coach i'd be down for that hell yeah be fun as well. i totally would have asked you to if you were <laughs> yeah oh by the way as a side which kind of related but not really uh recently i made a uh, freeze pops out of truly iced teas very good <laughs> highly recommend just try i made them on monday and i just had one for the first time tonight i was worried that they weren't going to freeze properly but they did it shards a little bit but other than that interesting <laughs> it is a fun alcohol ingestion method i highly recommend it that is funny i will uh i, I might i might try that sometime my dad's what, what happened was my dad's work uh as a little fun thing they Sent everybody a summer package, you mm-hmm. know, and they had a bunch of things like, um, 
one of them was Uno, and it was just like things. I think there's like a beach towel, things things that you could use for summer for yeah. recreation and whatever. Um, and one of them was the uh, was like a juice pops thing, so you can make your own freeze your own juice pops. And I was like, oh, I could put alcohol in that. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, worth it. <laughs>